Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 68. We're here at the 2023 Porsche Parade in Palm Springs, actually La Quinta. California. Not not the budget hotel chain, yes, but the uh, fancy, the fancy resort. La Quinta Resort and Spa. Have you so, been to the spa? Uh, no. <laughs> so just a, a quick few disclaimers here. We are in the ballroom of the exhibit hall, and they should be setting up, and they might make some noises while we're doing this, so excuse that. Um, man, we have a great show for you today at the table. Of course, Manny is always here with me, Robert at the controls. But we have two very special dear guests of ours, dear friend, Mr. Alan Springer, former president of Porsche Motorsports North America and co-founder of Andial, synonymous throughout Porsche racing in the U.S. in the 70s and 80s. And we have Volker Holzmeier, current steward of the Andial name and president of Porsche Motorsports North America. Welcome the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say, this, this is an audio podcast, so you actually, you actually have to say something. <laughs> and then later on, we're going to bring on the Treffen North America chair, Alex Ching, to share with you some inside tips with regards to Treffen Gateway to the West. So we are at Porsche Parade. This is not your first Porsche Parade. You've been to Parade before, Volker. This is probably like your third or fourth, right? Ah, it's my second. I oh. found that out while moving to the US. I, I found the gift I got in Monterey. Ah, help me. 13, 14, 14, 14. 14. Then I figured out, oh, that was my first Porsche parade. So. And at that time you were with the classic side. Porsche classic. Exactly. They sent me here and it was lovely to do tech tactics about classic, a restoration business. So we probably met back in 14. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty yeah. sure. Did you have the same hair? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was always I cutting did too. it short. I did too. And then I realized it's not growing anymore when I tried. <laughs> so I get in trouble all the time because it's very difficult for me when I'm looking at a living legend. Oh, yeah. And I always repre- uh, you know, I always re- refer to him as Mr. Springer. And uh, you yell at me all the time that I must say Alwyn. So it's still difficult, but I will try. Thank you, Alwyn, for being here with us. Yeah, I'm really, really glad to be here. And let me tell you that in racing, the misters are not really there. So it's first names. And uh, at least you can tell a little bit easier what you feel about than uh, if you say mister. Can I tell you something? <laughs> so that's the reason for it. That's so, friendly. So I have to say that your biggest fan is sitting right next to you. You know that, right? Mm, yeah. And I'm very, very glad. <laughs> the first time I met Alwyn was with Jens Walter. And, uh, Jens came up to introduce and I said, you don't have to introduce this gentleman. Everyone knows Alwyn. I said, I've never met him, but I've, uh, I've seen him in many photos in the history of Porsche. It's, uh, he's, uh, iconic. It touched so much. And if you, and we've talked about his book, but it's amazing. Um, uh, I think how things would have been different if Alwyn wasn't involved with motorsports in North America. So before we get into the book and currently what's going on in the motorsports world, let's touch upon the Porsche Parade itself. We just recently had the Concours and the Concours Banquet. And what do you think of the venue? It's very, very nice for, you know, I was the last time, I think nine times in the 90s in the banquet. So I know it was long, but, uh, you know, yesterday sitting there. And uh, you have to have patience. But at the same token, I have to say, you know, like the people who are sitting in a the room, they get a trophy, they work the hard the whole time, and that you have to accept it. And it was very, very nicely done. And a warm feeling, especially where I was sitting. Thank you to you. And, uh, you know, I would say it was a nice evening. It's very obvious the passion that people have yes. for the brand and how much time they spend on their cars, on the Concord. The Concord field, the location at the Pete Dye, a golf course was a phenomenal backdrop for a Concord. It was warm, and, and Manny enjoyed the dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying I'm just balding. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, oh my God, it was hot. It was hot. It was, it like, was hot. It was like you open up an oven, and the oven follows you all day. But, but what I s- tell people, like this was hot, but the Ozarks hot was way more. I thought you were going to say Alabama was going to be hotter next year. Yeah, but humidity. Honestly, but humidity. Yeah, think, exactly. Because he honestly, is dry. I I think that Alabama parade will feel hotter. Unless we have like a cold spell come through. But normally parades are always Hopefully warm. Not. 
<laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> he just whispered, hopefully not. But I will say that they managed to heat pretty good. Uh, at the Concord field, there was water stations, ice water stations all over the place. Oh, so, uh, and cars know. were placed on the field at five in the morning. Yes. Some were placed the night before. So they tried to get through it as early as possible. I will say here, the mornings, especially this morning's walkover and the evenings are absolutely gorgeous and it is very comfortable. It's, uh, it is a beautiful sight. It's, uh, something that was supposed to happen in 2020. Yeah. We were uh, all set for 2020, then pandemic hit. So we had to, uh, move it back, but it seems like everyone's having a great time. Uh, in the hospitality room, that's what this room's called. It's where the vendors are. It's like, uh, it's like party central because this is where people come after the uh, events or the drives to get a bite to eat, to get something to drink, to meet up with people, uh, talk to vendors. It's, uh, and Porsche, of course, has this huge display in the back, uh, part of hospitality, which they usually do have a big display. And, uh, I want to give a shout out to Kathy Lee, uh, who works for Porsche Card North America is our contact to, uh, to Porsche um, because she allowed us to set up the podcast because right after this, the hotel has to quickly set up chairs because it's a whole day of Porsche seminars, uh, which uh, Walker and Alwyn are going to be in the presentations in front of a live audience. So while we're giving shout outs to people, let's give a shout out to the hundreds of volunteers oh, yeah. that make Porsche Parade happen uh, from the chair, Jack Stevenson, to the parade committee, of course, our executive council that um, there's so many people involved to make with all these moving pieces to make this happen and make it an enjoyable vacation for so many. Yeah, last night. So Alan was alluding to the Concord Bank, which can be notoriously long because there's so much to cover. And, uh, of course, we set him in the front because out of respect, he's a VIP. But I told him the bad part about being in the front, you, you can't cannot, leave. You cannot <laughs> sleep and you cannot leave. You have to, I said, so drink a lot of coffee. I said, I said, I'm further back. So no one notices if I leave or if we, uh, we're talking or anything. Uh, but I thought it was really cool, uh, that Mark Porsche, mm-hmm. uh, the son of a uh, Bootsy Porsche, uh, came and uh, he gave a great speech. Heartfelt. Yes. Very and heartfelt. You could tell that, you know, it, being at uh, Porsche parades in the past meant a lot to him, and uh, PCA meant quite a bit to him. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's genuinely happy to be here, and of course, we were just we were we were impressed to find out that he has about fifteen or eighteen American cars, mm-hmm. including a Firebird. I've, I've <laughs> Did felt, you know that? Yeah, sixty-seven Firebird. No, yeah. 76, 76. Seventy-six. It's Firebird. not the Bandit car, but it's a gold version of yeah, the Bandit car. He, um, he looked at us. He said, "What American cars do you have?" And I was really embarrassed. I. I said, I only have a Chevy Suburban. <laughs> I said, we're the opposite. We're, we talk about the German cars we have, not the, uh, not the American cars, but yeah, it was really interesting. He said his dad has some Jeeps. Yeah. And, uh, they, and he was talking about his grandfather when his grandfather, uh, Ferry, of course, um, I believe, uh, bought a station wagon and drove it almost cross country to the parade. And then about an hour before uh, outside the parade, outside of town, he, uh, sold the um, station wagon, picked up the 356, and drove the 356 in the parade. But he always wanted to drive a station wagon across America. So I thought I had heard that story before, but hearing it from Mark Porsche was really special. So that's the kind of things that uh, parade brings. And, and of course, Mark is very approachable. He doesn't have bodyguards or anything. I, I, he's, you can just walk up to him and talk to him. Absolutely. So I'm curious. You see Porsches all the time. You see amazing cars. You know, you know of the stuff that's happening behind the scenes at Porsche. When you come to an event like this where we have hundreds of Porsches out in the lot, we have hundreds of Porsches in the Concord field. Did any particular Porsche catch your eye this week? I think, uh, I was surprised that a lot of people showed up with air cooled cars without air condition. I have them <laughs> hardcore, right? That's like very brave. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see, but I think the variety from the, the early 911s, 356 up to Carrera GT, 918, everything. The variety is very special. You don't see that often. The anywhere. whole range. Mm-hmm. The, the whole, whole range, range of cars. Uh, you've been in America for two years or three years now, you said? It's getting two three. years next month. So now you're you're used to air conditioning? You, you need air conditioning? Because normally when we talk to the Germans, they are always wondering why the Americans always need so much air conditioning. I have a heater in my office because the air condition is not controllable. So, <laughs> so she's still German then. That, so, they they want to know that and then they want to know... Uh, because I complain about the cup holders that 
the uh, cup holders and Porsches just aren't adequate. I get the, it now. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you yes, get it now. And they always want to know why Americans are, are so dehydrated <laughs> that the they time. need to carry 64 ounces of soda. So I have a good story about the cup holders. So Fred Schwab in the 90s was the CEO of PCNA. And there was his biggest fight with Germany, cup holders. So he said, don't believe it. They don't understand what the Americans want. And, and, and so why you say cup holders? So you ask Volker about <clears throat> cars. Uh, I have a 1964 C356. Mm. So obviously I looked at these cars and I have to say they have some very, very nice examples, cars and examples here. So. Mm, Either I leave my car the way like it is or really invest time and money to bring it up to things. But I think I'll leave it the way like it is, then at least it's original. But so, that's what I looked at and I was impressed. So your history and, you know, the magic that you, you have done with your hands and you continue to do with your hands on motors. Is a car like yours stock or do you have a little bit of extra something in the power plant because you don't want to be passed by other 356s? <laughs> On my, no, no, as a matter of fact, you know, Dido, my partner in, in Andal, uh, and I, we overhauled the engine uh, because it broke. And so I was debating, you know, do I upgrade it to a bigger engine or leave it alone? But I decided leave it original, just the new parts in there. So it was good. Oh, I, I enjoyed it because it was uh, the first time in about 30 years or whatever the two of us worked together again. And uh, it was a nice adventure. So let's get into Manny, as I said earlier, is your largest fan. I, he's got so much information. He probably knows more about you than you know about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but having said that, though, with your recent release of the book, he was still surprised and still learned quite a bit. Yeah, and... and um we're doing a Tech Tactics Live later today uh, that we'll show later on on YouTube. So keep an eye. We'll advertise it. Uh, talking about talking to Alwyn and uh, about the book and and his, of course, history, amazing history with uh, motorsports in Porsche, but also how he came to the U.S. and uh, actually Canada first, and yeah, then yeah. to the to the U.S. and then found discovered Southern California, um, helped co-found Andal, which became Porsche Motorsports. In uh, 2013, I believe? That no, went. in 1997. Yeah. Oh, 1997. 1997, um, Endal, or let's say I sold my uh, shares in Endal mm -hmm. and became then officially, Porsche Motorsport was born again, reborn. It's a long story because, you know, like, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to go into it because it starts all in 1989-90. That's um, when, uh, when Al Holbert, he was the, yeah, president of, yeah, I don't know. He was the was first president. president he was the first yeah. one. And then he died in a, in an airplane crash in 88. So in 89, Porsche closed Porsche Motorsport down. Mm. So it was just a, uh, um, what is it? Like a mailbox office in, in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And then in 19, the end of 89, I got approached by Mr. Flegel. And I would like to take over the job for El Holwood. And it is in the book a little bit better explained, so I don't want to go into details. Let's say that with Mr. Schwab, I had some hard feelings and big arguments, but uh, in the end we survived. And I uh, continued to end our work for supporting the customers, rebuilding engine, and at the same time start to build up Porsche Motorsport again. And so it was a 50-50 job. And of course, you know, sometimes difficult, but very rewarding if I look at it today. We need to be careful. I, uh, I think I, I got a signal from Robert. Just watch the table because we've got some background. Can't do the, see? Can't do the can't karate, karate chop. Can't do the karate see, see, chop. He's hitting. <laughs> oh, <bless. laughs> oh, it's me. I threw you under the bus. He did. He was prepared for that. So um, over to Volker, just fast forward to... Um, What's going on today in motorsports? Uh, in, in the uh, in the speech the other day, you talked about identifying new drivers and the task of doing that and finding new talent. Um, you know what's what's the, the the basis of that and where are we going to see it next? I think the we started to think about this while Patrick Long retired. Said, "Oh, that's U.S. factory driver of Porsche. Mm -hmm. Where's the next one? Oh, we have to work on this." So that's why 
also like the US market is so is so big and there's so much racing going on. There's so much talent that we start at the karting level to search for talents, the very young ones. Hmm. Then of course we have the junior program and sprint challenge and and Carrera Cup. And then we have new the selected driver program. So there's the global shootout where every market which has a Carrera Cup sends his best guy application to 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 Germany to Porsche AG and then they choose the best ones. That's the global program. Factory drivers come out and we put a selected driver program on top to give our best talents the chance in the US to run in uh, IMSA, GT racing, also in SRO to prove their next step. And hopefully through that pyramid, we identify the next factory driver coming out of the US. In addition, we have a female development program, which hopefully also funnels some female talents into that pool so that maybe one day we find the factory driver, female factory driver. So it all, it all makes sense, but I think it really makes Manny and myself sad because we were going to do a talent reel of us autocrossing locally and send it to you in hopes <laughs> that we get a ride. <laughs> yes, of course. That was our dream. That, that was our dream. You shattered our dreams. <laughs> First, we got to fit in the car. Yeah, but hold it, hold it. There's always a pace car. There's always oh. a <laughs> Insult Man. the injury. I tell you, insult. insult. No, I think it's uh, it's great what they're doing with this uh, the, the junior program yeah. of um, of going out there and fi- finding talent uh, because you don't you don't want the competition to pick up these people mm. that are their future uh, you know super cup drivers or uh, or LMP uh, prototype drivers. You want you want to get them right from the beginning and uh, before you know, it was rare for Americans to start in karting. Mm-hmm. Usually they started. In their twenties or thirties, where Europe they were, you know, the three-year-old kids are being strapped into carts, and yeah. by the time they're uh, ten years old, they're Sebastian Vettel, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Uh, I think it's great. Porsche is looking for that in the U.S. And it's not just about driving. We were we met some of the young, talented drivers at Sports Car Together Fest, and yes, they have the talent for driving, but they are. I mean, they are spokespeople. Yes. Like they're trained to represent the brand and. They are so incredibly impressive at a young age. That's what first time I met Patrick Long. It really impressed me how articulate he was, uh, professional. Um, you know, we've all seen the movie Ricky Bobby when he's being interviewed. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously that was a cartoonish movie. Uh, but, uh, Patrick was, was, uh, I was very polished and I thought that, boy, that's, that's a plus because driving is one thing, but you also have to exactly. promote the sponsor, yep. the brand. You know, you're, you're now the face of that. And, uh, the sponsor obviously doesn't want somebody that can't, uh, put them in a good light. No, two things have to come together. Then it's awesome. But the driving skill is the foundation. Mm-hmm. We provide them with training for how to act in front of media, how to operate their own Instagram channel, because they have to have it. That's, that's a new standard. But what also especially to, uh, what's special to mention that, uh, sim racing, is really helping us too because we have young talents who also won a junior shootout who's, who started racing cars with 16 and before they just did sim racing and that really works well and it, it also makes the sport more accessible so i think in the future that that will grow i'm pretty sure mm. so alan being around motorsports for a long span of time mm. how have you seen sort of drivers that you interact with and they communicate to you what their feeling is with vehicles and engines. Has that changed over the years? Um, uh, I would say it is uh, what Volker just said, you know, like the old ones had their own way, like the Stucks and uh, Klaus Ludwig and Bob Wallach and the new ones, the new drivers. Don't karate chop. Right. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Hold his hands though, Volker. (laughs) So, but the new ones, they are are more... You know, they're, they're, how can I say that the personality of them is a little bit, you know, in the background because they are, they have to follow this, they have to follow here and the old ones, they couldn't care less, you know, they told you they were like it is. <laughs> and what I, what I always did is, um, the guys, and they had already a career in Germany, so they came over here and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, I said, listen, my friend, you are a spacer. He said, what do you mean a spacer? I said, between the steering wheel <laughs> and, the, and the seat, and you can be replaced. Oh, so, so nice. Nice. So it was, you know, like we established a good relationship. And uh, some of the guys, you know, are not with us anymore. But the ones um, 
what are still with us, we still have a very, very good contact. Now, Volker, you're, you're out of Porsche Experience Center LA, the home of motorsports. And what I love is you're still hanging around in the shop, uh, Alan. Yeah, he, he can. Does he have his own key? Can he come in and out? As, as, <laughs> yeah, uh, we tried will? to take it away, but it's not <laughs> Maybe it's multiples. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, what I still do is, uh, we established under Jens Walter when he was here, um, uh, historic division where we rebuilt, you know, like a 908, 935, 962, even 960, uh, 917 engines. And, um, made it from the beginning clear that every engine we overhaul, it goes on a dyno. And that was a lot of capital investment from Porsche Motorsports side, uh, because, you know, when you set it up on a dyno, it's a lot of pipes, a lot of things, really expensive. But when the engine leaves us, it's a, it's a, it's a proven, definitely good engine. And I believe that we are the only one in the United States who can overhaul engines with a dyno on that stage. And we even did a 917 turbo. And I know for sure that the last time a turbo was on the dyno was in Zufenhausen. And it was never outside of the, the uh, Zufenhausen anywhere else beside Bosch Motorsport. So we're very proud of it. And uh, right now it's with Eric Blas. He's the P... Uh, PMA person who works with me and uh, I hired him when he was 18. So he's right now, I think 56 or 57. So he's laughing. So the two of us will do it and I still very, very much enjoy it. And, uh, I like it on a dyno. I'm, I'm still doing electronics and that stuff. So it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, how can I say a nice uh, time that where at, uh, at one time I enjoy it. And at the same time, I think that I'm still productive. Absolutely. But that's up to him. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners are going to know, what's the maximum horsepower in a uh, 917 turbo? In uh, Germany, when we ran about 1,400. Fourteen. And did you stop it or did the valves start coming out? No, of no, 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 no. Let me tell you that I didn't see it. Because, you know, like when we ran an hour dyno, we ran about 900 horsepower and that was it. So you, you don't want to blow up an, an engine like that for what? Because it is in today's world, we're not running uh, races like we had in a Can-Am. So, and for, it was a, a Brumus car. So it sits mostly in a museum and enjoys life. But I can tell you, it creates a nice atmosphere if you hear 900 horsepower in the dyno while I'm sitting in my office. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Like, Alan's here again. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but he's overreacting. <laughs> he's overreacting. <laughs> because it was a turbo and a turbo is not really noisy, you know. Uh, like, that's right. uh, the normal aspirators one, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but so, hey. so he is a, Walking wealth of knowledge, especially on the, the, the vintage motorsports side. And have you prepared the team to make sure that you absorb as much as you can? Because so many people that it's hard to find people, right? That have this knowledge and we want to make sure that we preserve everything that he's done. I'm not sure he's willing to share all of it or are you? Definitely. I have no, I don't hold back. I uh, gave him all my books. All information what I have, and I'm really teaching Eric every avenue of the what I know. That's amazing, definitely, because that's you we have love to, that because no, not, you have to do that. We you we don't to. always have that opportunity, and for you to be able to share that with no. the next generation, I think that's no. valuable. No. So that has to be a very busy shop because you provide support for all the Carrera Cup cars, and which and they have hour limits. Mm-hmm. There's so many hours on oh. suspension, on transmission, and engine. Then they send it back to your place for a refresh, right? So in Sprint Shot Engine Carrera Cup, it's it's a rule that the engines have to be serviced and also then sealed by PMA to make sure that we have equal competition because that's the foundation of one make racing. Everybody has mm-hmm. the same car and the driver makes a difference and the engineer has a little a little playground. So that's why it's very important to keep that. And you're you're still the person you have to come to if you want to buy <laughs> a cup car. Because it's not as though, well, I was going to say, even like street cars, it's hard to get allocations, but I can imagine what the allocation would be for a, uh, I guess you have to be a team. You have to prove that you're going to race it yeah. to buy a, a, a cup car. Main rule is that our cars are meant to be driven and we don't sell mu- museum or collector cars. 
So, of course, uh, racing is special worldwide, so globally, but especially in the US, uh, has big growth in the last years. It, you, you see it at the driving experience centers, in, in, at the experience centers, uh, also on the driving schools. Every everything is booked out, and we also feel it in demand on the race car side, especially entry level like GT4 or uh, club sport race car, up to Carrera Cup and GT racing. Wow. So we are booming. And that's why it always makes it hard. If you have a lot of demand, uh, you have more demand than production, sure. you always have to make choices. And therefore, we, we try to place our cars, of course, in our one-make series. In GT racing, we have to we have to find the right customers who also fit fit to our brand and are good to work with. So we were uh, told we could record uh, Volker's presentation later today. And because right in front of us is a uh, GT4 Club Sport, RS Club Sport, and a GT4 RS Streetcar. And you're going to tell us the differences between the two cars, although they look very similar. Um, uh, I mean, obviously one has a bigger wing. Uh, uh, did you see the hemp fenders? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, uh, it's, it's, oh, natural. Yes. <laughs> they said you can't smoke it if you crash. <laughs> it has some uh, chemicals in it. <laughs> I was asking for a friend. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll be – I think I always tell people that Porsche doesn't stray very far from the street cars when they build their race cars. Mm-hmm. There's always some connection uh, uh, through that. And if you look at the uh, club sport, it's very much so. And it's it's very cool that the club first generation, second generation came in club sports are now making their way to our club racing program. Exactly. And there's one here, autocrossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's they, the Porsche race cars never die. They uh, just uh, yeah. find another place to race. I think it all started in 15 with the first Cayman GT4 club sport and it's, it's proven to be our, our entry level car and very successful. So happy to have it in the third generation now. And the difference between streetcar and race car, it's not that much as you think. But like engine gearbox is taken over and that's a big thing. Uh, I think that was earlier times nearly impossible that the engines could survive that kind of racing. But now the, the GT streetcars are that good that you really can race them. So when you're looking at your office at the Experience Center and people driving, are you looking for talent? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I just remember that. Just remember that. I'm just letting the people know who are out there because we always say at our tracks when in the drivers meeting we say uh, Roger Penske is not in the stands. He's not looking for his next great driver. So don't try to crash trying to impress somebody that's yeah. not there so yeah. when you go to experience center la volker is not looking out the window for the next great driver <laughs> but he has his spies in the corners <laughs> <laughs> so no. spe- speaking of carrera cup um your alignment with f1 and representing the brand there what's that been like for you uh the, the idea was before carrera cup uh the, the the challenge was mainly racing on imsa and we just thought why not pick the best venues in the u.s to let Carrera Cup join them. And then, of course, Formula One is, is, is the big show, at, uh, the globally the big show in racing. We're joining the Coda Grand Prix. That's season finale, but we also have been at the Miami Grand Prix. Let's do then. We will join the NASCAR race in Road America. As, as a specialty, we raced with IndyCar in Long Beach. You're going to race with NASCAR? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We give it a try. That's wow. Road America. Awesome. So just to see different crowds, uh, crowds and put our customers into different environments, that makes it makes it very, uh, the, the variety of races and venues sure. is very special. So street courses, Formula One Grand Prix, NASCAR, IMSA races. Uh, I, it'll be interesting to see what lap times the cup cars do versus the NASCAR cup cars. It's, uh, although we saw with Lama, mm-hmm. with, with the Camaro, the, uh, with the Garage 56 yeah. and the oh, Camaro yeah. that, uh, they can hold its own. It's, uh, Straight line speed is definitely a strength of NASCAR. Yes, obviously, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but they've come a long way for road yeah. course. But that's great. The integrating the two uh, different um, would be unseemingly you would Platforms. never think they would be together, but now mm-hmm. they're uh, they're racing together. So we have this uh, big event in September that you might be a part of. What's it called? Uh, Rensport. Rensport. Yes, <laughs> heard of it. You heard of it? Have you heard of it? I think. I think. it has to. I should come fluently over your lips. <laughs> the Grand Marshal is here, sitting with the Grand Marshal. Grand Marshal is Patrick Long. Yes, and, sir. And I like that very much because Aisha Coca from uh, PCNA, she told me, said, "Look, you your karate are co- chopping oh, again. You are the co-marshal for the past. Patrick is the co-marshal, co-grand marshal for the future, and together you are for the present. That's and amazing. I like that very, very much because it makes a lot of sense." Sure. 
and Patrick and I, we are a very, very good combination because I was still president when we hired him at Porsche, uh, at Porsche Motorsports. So we go back a long time and uh, actually we're good so, friends. So, so very, I look forward to it. So very appropriate and very much deserved. Yeah. No, I, I really look forward to it. It's going to be good. And Volker. And it's an honor. I have to yeah. say that I really appreciate that from Porsche's side, you know, to do that. So at PMNA, you're, you know, working on vintage factory race cars. There's going to be a few of them at Rensport. Does that mean you've got a full schedule between now and September? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be most busy the last weeks and months preparing yeah. engines because of customers yeah. bringing, bringing them in. So happy that he's still supporting us. And of course, customer appreciate that he brings his knowledge into rebuilding that engines. That's very well appreciated. Yeah. But I have to say that, uh, Eric Bloss, he grew up and, uh, he's capable now to do the engine by itself. I just, when an engine comes in from a customer, I come, we take it apart, evaluate what do we need? You know, where do we get the parts? And then Eric actually assembles the engine by himself. I'm there once in a while. And then the only thing where I come in is when we go to the dyno, because that is still special. Because when things go the right way, it's easy. But once the problem starts and it doesn't run here and doesn't do there, so then I think my knowledge is sometimes really helpful. But I see and I enjoy Alvin, it. I see Alvin having some wrenches in his hands, so it's not just a dime. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's what I love. Oh, that yeah. I know I, I his sell- hands are getting dirty. In fact, I believe we were at Works Reunion yep. when we were trying to fire up something. We had the Miller 962. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, and we have, happened to bring it up. And, of course, the crowd was saying, turn it on. Let's see what it sounds like. Yeah, and right. the person who was handling the car, I guess the uh, – I'm not sure if he was the owner. Technician. But he, yeah, he couldn't turn it on. And so Alvin got off the stage, climbed in the car, and told him what buttons to hit to. And it fired right up. And seconds later, fired right up. I'm like, there, there is the experience, right? In the good old times. Yeah. So, yeah. so I want to have to ask you, when you walk through Porsche Motorsports and the garage there, do you like pause ever and think of where you came from and the support and where Porsche Motorsports is today? Like that's got to be an amazing feeling. Definitely. I definitely do that. And we had an event at uh, Porsche Experience Center. It's all in the same building. And I was sitting on the grandstand, or not on grandstand, but on a podest, you know, like giving a little uh, uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking around and I said, you know what? It's amazing what came out, you know, from the Endal store, from getting it nowhere, because there was nothing there, just paper and... uh, Yes, I definitely sit there and I look at uh, the things and I'm very proud of what it became. And I have to give I have to give credit to my successor. I mean, Volker is now the fifth successor. I think so. Four fifths? Yeah. So there was uh, Uwe Brettel. Mm-hmm. He came from a Germany, ran a Super Cup. It was the first one. Then the second one um, was an English guy that didn't work well. <laughs> and uh, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't make. Let's his, hope he doesn't he, listen he to the podcast. He didn't make his five years. Uh-huh. Was usually the time. Uh-huh. Then third one was Jens Walter. Jens, he was yeah. here for seven years, and that uh, he moved the, the company up because on the marketing side. And then we had uh, a technician, Armbruster, mm-hmm. and then of course now it's Volker, Volker, the fifth one. I told you, fifth one. So that's so, a that's a bit of weight on your shoulders, there, Volker. You, you didn't count yourself. In. Me. Uh, he didn't make the five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's exactly No, what I said, fifth successor. Fifth successor. Well, it yeah. certainly is an honor to have you both here, and we want you to continue to stay with us during the podcast, but we're going to bring on uh, Alex Ching, the chair of Treffen North America. Alex, are you around here somewhere? Come on so over. Treffen, we're going to... Uh the St. Louis area. Have you, you've probably been to St. Louis for the arch. Yeah, of course. Yes. Have you been there yet, Walter? No, not yet. Okay. So you may want to listen so you can sign up for the uh, Treffen event. So Alex is responsible for one of the most popular events in PCA. It's the Treffen North America. Um, 
we've been known to sell out the event in less than eight minutes. Uh, the one upcoming this fall is a gateway to the West, September 20th through 24th. And we have you here, Alex, to just share with people maybe some inside tips and what to look forward to because registration opens June 28th. Correct. So, um, we're much smaller events, usually around 300 people. Um, for Traffic Gateway, our host is the uh, Ritz Carlton in uh, Clayton, Missouri. Uh, we're about 10 miles west of downtown St. Louis. Um, for this event, we are doing a Oktoberfest theme. Ooh. So bring your later hosen and, and journals. <laughs> so uh, it'll be a little cooler than it is right now. Yes. Much. <laughs> That's a big selling point. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, we have five guided tours for the first two days. And then two bus tours on our last day of the event. Um, if you're into driving great roads, we go into the countryside out there outside of St. Louis. Um, St. Louis is a really historic town. Um, it was first settled by the French, hence the name St. Louis. And then in the late 1800s, um, the German immigrants moved into the area and saw a lot of breweries and and wineries in the region. So we're going to be hitting a lot of those little towns around there that has a strong German influence. So so Manny was around when the, the Treffen, or back then we called it the escape, um, the idea came about. Um, our friend Tim Fleming uh, for, first had the escape here in the wineries of California, and it was supposed to be uh, created so that if you have a parade in the East Coast, you would have something available that year for PCA members in the West Coast and vice versa. Um, and it's, it's, it's a little bit different from, from a full Porsche parade here where we have 2000 people. Treffen is a much more intimate group. It's usually during the time period where it's primarily couples, uh, no competitive events. Lots of driving tours, lots of fantastic food, and the venues that you choose, Alex, are typically f like four, almost five star. Correct. Yeah, our minimum standard is is a minimum of a four star resort. Uh, we we'll, we go out there and we taste the food. It's fantastic. Um, there's all, also a lot of good restaurants around where our venue is. So it's about driving it's like, and eating, essentially. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That's what our yeah. club does best. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and we kinda... Maybe that's why Volker doesn't look at us as good drivers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to choose Volker. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. choose food. We equal driver weight, but it stops at 80 kilos. <laughs> oh, no. We're done. We're done, Good, done luck. good, good luck. luck. Why did you, you look qualified. at me when you said that? <laughs> you literally looked at me and said, good luck, <laughs> when you mentioned weight. You know what? I cannot be my friend here. <laughs> yeah, so we, we kind of look at ourselves as the book in for parade so we we have our events in the spring and the fall so it's usually a little cooler you know in the spring uh you get to see a lot of new growth for the trees and stuff in the fall usually you can catch some of that fall foliage and there's always fantastic destinations, not only right. for food but you know historic sites um you're you're taking people to beautiful areas and roads that are definitely not just straight. They, that's the correct. requirement has to be their curvy yes. roads. Yeah, we, we definitely, that's one thing we do look for. It's got to have fantastic roads for people to drive on. Now, usually we don't have to sell Treffin because as you said, it literally sells out in eight minutes. Robert, uh, takes care of, uh, of that. We used to go to his desk to look at the, uh, he sets up a screen. Sometimes he sends us a link so we can see. It's like watching the stock market. It's amazing. As soon as it opens, you have hundreds of people and you're watching as they're going for the registration process. And, uh, it's heartbreaking because they have to cut off at a certain amount and it happens right. really quickly. And so, uh, we try to give, um, uh, helpful hints to be able to get into the events. And, and part of those helpful hints is to look at that registration page prior to registration opening, decide what you want. It's kind of like you're knowing, you know, you're going to a restaurant, go online, look at the menu, because imagine you only had three minutes to order. 
you wanted to use the food reference. I was yes. going to say concert ticket <laughs> reference. Yeah, but, there, there's no calories involved in that. Know how many tickets you want to buy. Know the events you want to go to advance. So when it opens, you get through it and check out but as soon as possible. That's not good advice because you never got into Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> the food's better. The food's better. Um, but, but, but yeah. Let, let me say something for registration. Maybe it's a good idea if you give the older people <laughs> and you decide, you decide what age you want to take it. Uh, give them about two minutes, you know, advance. Sir, you do we, understand. You're asking or, for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, for me, it's okay. But sometimes, you know, my wife, no, I'm telling you, I, I look at it and it comes complicated, you know, like so, and, and uh, uh, people are not as fluent at the thing. So I can see that. And I mean it maybe really, I don't know how you can do it, but maybe set aside, you know, 50, 50 entries. For people who takes a little bit longer. Well, I will it's, say, and I mean it seriously. You you may have the, the co grand marshal title at Rensport, but in PCA you have the golden key. So <laughs> you and Yolanda, whenever, wherever, if you want to join us with PCA, we will certainly make that Yolanda happen. I've seen Yolanda with her phone. She she can handle it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so, so the uh, so the secret is. Um, uh, going to basically the sort of tours are really the key because that's what Correct. fills up because we can only put so many cars yeah. together in tours. You don't want a line of a hundred cars. That's not fun for anyone. Uh, so it, it is limited. It's different than parade. Um, what are the, some of the tours that uh, we're going to be doing? So for this one, we're going to a, a historic town of Herman, which has been settled there since the 1700s, but, um, Great roads going out there. You're going to take part of uh, Historic Route 66 oh, for that cool. tour. Um, we're going to uh, the town of Augusta, which is the first appellation for the U.S. for, mm. for the wineries. Mm. So um, there's also the town of Washington. We're following the Lewis and Clark Trail for that one. Uh, we're going to a, a small town called St. Genevieve to the south of St. Louis. Lunch is going to be at a winery down there. Wine region is just throughout that area. They were probably one of the first wine regions in the U.S. until Prohibition came along and kind of killed the industry. Now they they're trying to revive it, so it, it's it's booming there. They grow their own varietals out there, so. And I think the lunches are a little bit nicer too. They're not yes, just a, yes. a bag luncher. No, it's it's not. We most of our uh, lunches are catered or. They are at a very fine restaurant in the area. Now, there's also this thing called an NDO. Yes, that stands for Navigator's Day Off. Um, we usually provide bus tours on those days. For, for, for the St. Louis event, we're going to the Gateway Arch, and then following that will be a riverboat cruise. The second tour, we're going to the Anheuser-Busch uh, Brewery and then to uh, President Grant's Farm. Does a brewery have free samples? Of course. <laughs> of course. And we provide I'm the asking bus, for so Walter because I know he wanted to find out. That, that I saw his ears got perk up yeah. when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, sold it. <laughs> but, <laughs> sold it. Captain Spock. <laughs> but you want, if you want to meet the Clydesdales, that, oh. they're included with the uh, Anheuser Bush tour. And then oh, that's nice. that's cool. the U.S. Grant Farm, that's where they actually raised the Clydesdales. So you get to see a little of both sides of. Of I'm five foot six. I need another thing to remind me I'm short. <laughs> oh, look at the baby Clydesdale. So there you have it. Like we're telling you all the secrets. Uh, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get into Treffen, but right. it's going to best your odds if you follow these tips. And um, please know, just like I think Manny says it all the time, you know, we have a maximum capacity so that we can keep the quality of the event. And for those that get in, congratulations to you. But for those that don't get in, don't scream at us. <laughs> We've given you a heads up. Right. Um, it's just a very popular event. And it's, uh, we, we usually don't even mention it because people get mad and they say, well, you're, you promoted Treffin, but it's sold out. You know, it's sold out in a few minutes. Um, so here's, here's an insider tip. Right. Uh, go look at that website, choose what you're going to uh, do. So when registration opens, you can go through. And pick everything you want and be checked out. And odds are you'll probably get in. Right. 
So Robert will probably want me to encourage you to sign up uh, for eBreak News, and he's clicking, and we're going to see performance news on the screen here. Mark Fresh. Uh, these are all free newsletters. Just head to PCA.org and sign up. Can, Ro can Robert swing, uh, swing the camera around so we can see him? I, I don't know that he can. Can he? Yeah, I think we paid a lot of money for these cameras. Oh, there he yeah, goes. Look at oh, that. look at that. There's, there he is. That's, he uh, brought all the equipment and set it from up the and, office and set it up here. So thank yes, you, Robert. That's, yeah. uh, he's usually in a in a different room when we do the podcast. There you go. Yeah, we have we have uh, podcast enough. insider, uh, PC insider merchandise and mugs. Um, I had to buy it all so to make pretend that people Manny, actually wanted it. <laughs> there was Manny. There was a whole table in the parade store of. PCA Insider I know, merch. I saw it. I, I was stressed because I'm like, we got to make I'm sure. I'm like, who's going to buy it? And I they told, said they I, had to refill the table. Really? Oh, yeah. well, you that's because I sent my mom in there to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a t-shirt. Did oh, you buy a t-shirt? Yes, I did buy a t-shirt. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, let's get into a little bit of news, something that's going to happen in our neck of the woods, which I think is going to be, uh, hopefully we can put together maybe when they unveil the beautiful America Roadster in D.C., I can't see the screen. Oh, oh we're, we're talking about the, <laughs> let me click on the link that you sent me. <laughs> we're talking about. Usually I have my laptop in front of me. Usually we're talking oh, about. Oh, so this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the America Roadster, uh, and this is the Ingrams, uh, um, they made it into the National Historic Vehicle Register. So, you know, yep, boring to Bob Ingram. Bob Ingram, oh. of course, unfortunately passed away and he was a huge friend of PCA. And just an overall great guy, but the Ingram family is very much involved with uh, Porsche and and the restoration and Cam Ingram and Rose Scholars do just a stellar job, and they're like Pebble Beach uh, winners all the time. Uh, so this America Roadster, for those who don't know, uh, Max Hoffman, who was importing the cars for many manufacturers, asked Ferry Porsche to make a car that would be more competitive with the English cars. And uh, if you notice that the America Roadster, Robert has it on the screen. The doors are actually a little bit more slow slung because in a speedster, when you put your elbow out, you really don't. I think Porsche wanted you, you to have both hands on the steering wheel. So they force you to have your elbow <laughs> so in. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's helpful. Walker said that's how you do it in racing, two hands on the steering wheel. Uh, but that was, uh, but the, it turned out to be such an expensive car to produce. They'd only produced a handful and stopped. And then right after this comes a famous speedster which that was something they could produce and make money on. But anyways, this was the first Porsche to make the uh, National Register, so that was pretty cool news. Yeah, and it's going to be following a, another very uh, important car, a 1937 uh, Amelia Earhart's Cord. Wow. How cool is that? That's very cool. So they're going to do an unveil at the Capitol, and it stays in this beautiful glass box, almost like your your 118 scale display box. And hopefully when they do that, maybe we can get together some PCA members and show our support of this 34th vehicle to the to the register. All right. What else did you send me? The next oh, one? Oh, this is my favorite. So, uh oh, yeah. You could look at the look of her face. He was shocked <laughs> that the key was on the left of the, uh, the 911. She actually knew the key was on the left because she stole the car. As they were unloading this 1988 911, and the guy's having this, he just bought this car, is having it delivered, and they, um, and she, this young lady got in it and stole it. Did they, did they say why? Did she, was she looking for an 88 911 or? I'm, I'm number one amazed <laughs> because, you know, nowadays they say no one can drive stick. And that, uh, evidently she knew where the key was being on the left hand side and that, uh, she knew how to drive stick. The news is just great at making you shake your head of things that are going on in the world. <laughs> so the key there is don't leave your car running and walk away from it. We talked a little bit about sim racing earlier. This next news item has to do with Xbox and it's pretty cool. Yes. We're hoping you guys have an inside connection. <laughs> Not for a ticket to drive, but maybe I, I, you can, I can just. See, I can see Kathy Lee over there sitting there, and I'm hoping she has a connection. Uh, Porsche is actually giving some of these away. Uh, I, 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 that's right, Kathy, isn't it? Yeah, she's nodding her head. Yes. We don't need an Porsche. allocation for that. Um, I don't think you do, but you need to be able to. Um, their uh, obviously win their uh, raffle. But is that cool or what? All the different uh, liveries, graphics, and of course nice. the uh, Lama livery with all the different colors. That represent and the iconic uh, liveries iconic, from uh, the past. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, I would love to have an Xbox like that. I think a lot of PC, uh, PCA Porsche people would. 
Now, would you play it or would you just have it on oh, display? See, see mm. that's that's the dilemma. That's the dilemma. Do I open, do it, open it up? Or, uh... Be careful. Maybe you have to play to get one. Oh, <laughs> there you go. He has the talent. I'll, I'll send Volker my scores so he can consider me for the Career Cup Series. <laughs> so, what else do we have for our listeners? We had we talked about Treffen. Oh, Re- um, Rensport again. Volunteer registration. Yep, we got six hundred spots. Spots rather. I think we're a little over 200 right now. So that's going to fill up actually pretty quick as we get closer to the event. Uh, volunteers, um, of course, PCA is famous for volunteers. It's a great place to meet new people, to hang out. You get a, uh, event poster, any, uh, special t-shirt that's only available to volunteers. And normally the volunteers are always asked by the, uh, the public if they can buy that shirt that they're wearing because they realize you can't buy these shirts. They're only for, uh, volunteers so it's uh the the the, basically the volunteer work is either parking the cars the porsches uh you don't get to drive the cars you just have to direct them (laughs) to the parking spots i gotta clarify that uh or working in the porsche plots where the hospitality tent is uh so yeah it's a great way to make uh, your experience at rent even more enjoyable i would love to give kudos to damon lowney he's not here with us he's probably out doing a one mile review on one of the cars here at porsche parade but he was able to follow Manny and I around at the Concord field and within 24 hours wow, yeah. turned out a video to share with everyone that can't be here because it's spectacular and we always want to share it with the rest of the world. And he uh, cranked out a video, craziest Porsches at the 2023 uh, Porsche Parade Concourse. So if you haven't checked that out, please do so. Manny, you want to talk about the historic display that we walked through? So Laurie Schultz, who was in charge of the historic display, did a phenomenal job of curating some uh, very special cars. And like Bruce said in the video, we picked just a handful. I would love to have gone through every single one, but it would have probably been a two-hour-long video. Uh, but uh, they had a 914-6 GT. They had the holy trinity of supercars, the 959 Carrera GT, 918 Spider. Um, they had this great Rob Abbott's uh just got done from TRE Motorsports, the IROC. The tribute, the IROC. tribute car from the... Um, mm-hmm. The IROC series. Which he took a genuine M491 car. I know, gotta love car. somebody who takes a rare turbo look and turns it into a different, an RSR. So, uh, hey, if you got the money and you got uh, the car, more power to and you. And it turned out fantastic. A real, um, 924 Carrera GT. Yeah. It was, uh, a boy, the end of 65 356 SC original. Original owners, original paint. That was something One that family I owned. would love to find. It was, uh, and they had the 356 Carrera. It was, like I said, it went on and on. How the two art we had the the lightweight RS Carrera RS and the uh, touring Carrera RS. It was uh, it was it was a great spot. And luckily, it was fairly close together, so we didn't have to walk very far. And the Concord was open to anyone uh, that was willing to make the trek. And one of the comments on uh, YouTube where someone said the four hour, you know, up and back from I guess uh, they were in Southern California somewhere. Mm-hmm. They said it was completely worth it to see all of the amazing cars with that backdrop. And as you said, Volker, earlier, you know, the range of cars that was out there, um, I would agree with them. It was it was definitely worth worth their while. Uh, we also dropped a video, uh, a new uh, player. I haven't met him, um, but he talked about the 2023 911 GTS with a lightweight package. Yep, that's another one-mile review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven did that, and uh, it's been out now for a few days. So check it out. Uh, it was good impressions of what happens when you buy the lightweight package. And just like that, we are at the top of the hour. Anything else, gentlemen, before we sign I off? I will say for listeners, uh, we're recording a second podcast. So we'll, uh, because we have to ship all our equipment back. And it takes about a week for a week to nine days to get it back. So we'll do, we're doing two podcasts here. And uh, then we go back to the regular schedule at recording from our studios. So with that, thank you for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org, and we'll get you set up with membership. If you're looking for a Porsche, join the test drive program. We'll find your your dream car. Uh, remember to follow us on our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. You can send us a message. Make sure you click the like button. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and get us closer to a hundred thousand subscribers. Anything and everything that you can do. We certainly appreciate your support. Remember until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.